Welcome to the CineScare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And, of course, with us, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Piscati. Hello, everybody. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, every time I hear, you know, the introduction, when who says CineScare? Joe. No, actually, it was a computer-generated thing. It would, really? it's, it sounds yep. like Cinespair. No, it's it's not supposed to, but thanks for telling all of our listeners that on the but intro. It does that so a little, on. right? It says Cinespair. But when we get to you, all you have to do is say, hey, everybody. Hi, and then, I'm everybody, Mark. How, Hi, how's everything I'm going? Skating. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, and with us, as always now, is Mr. Jimmy O. James Oster. Hey, did anyone notice when it said sinister? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I would have bet Jesus. money. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I would have been disappointed <laughs> if you didn't say that. Frickin' frick. I know, right? Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> how's it going, Mr. Jimmy? Not bad, I guess. Good. Yes, I'm fine. Good, <laughs> Thank good, you good. for asking. <laughs> uh, well, we are back again this week, uh, and we have our lovable Mr. Joe Jans back with us. He was in the Bahamas kicking it when we were recording. Uh, and then, of course, Mark and I both went to a lake as well. It was kind of nice. Whenever I go to a lake, I think of Friday the 13th, of course, or whenever mm-hmm. I go camping or any kind of thing like that. Uh, but I didn't actually watch Friday the 13th. But that did get me to thinking, Joe, what did you watch these last couple of weeks? Well, I watched a handful of things. Did um, you? Because I've been gone for so long. Right. Um, so first, I do want to comment on Mad God because I was not here when right. you guys yeah. discussed this. We were going to uh, save that. We were going to save that yeah, for you. And anyway. I, I, I did listen to the last episode, so I'm all caught up. So, uh, so thank you for pausing on that. But. Of course. Yeah. Mad God is my favorite movie of the year. It's, and I, I agree it is not for everyone, um, mm-hmm. but it is something that I've just had an appreciation for since I was a little kid. So I, you know, that personally struck chords with me. Um, and like I said to you guys earlier, I, I think this is, in my opinion, a grotesque masterpiece. I've watched it twice so far. And I, I know everybody says there's no narrative, there's no point in the story, and I completely disagree. I think that the soundtrack is astounding. I've already placed my order, so thanks a lot, Mark. Um, the thing <laughs> I, I got nothing I, to do with that, show. <laughs> the thing that I appreciate the most about his style of stop-motion animation is the weight that his characters have. When you watch that guy walking through that desolate land you can tell by how his foot is placed every time that that has weight to it that it's not like a a four ounce little maquette you know it actually they have him lumbering and it makes him feel like the guy you know with all of his equipment on weighs like a couple hundred pounds and it just to me that that added level of realism spoke to me. I mean, I, I realize and appreciate just how hard it is to put something like that together. Right. And, uh, I, I just, I thought it was absolutely tremendous. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I know Mark and I both liked it a lot too. 
Uh, but I, I didn't like it as much as you did, but I definitely appreciated it. I, I think I said last week, I really appreciated it. And I think it, you know, it might be a, a kind of masterpiece, really. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, Jimmy, absolutely. did you get a chance to watch it? You know, I finally got my debacle with a shutter. Uh, now we've got AMC plus. Yay. Uh, right. no, Good. but I started to watch it and I did not get around to watching it. So yeah. no, I have not watched it yet. So I have yeah. nothing to add, nothing at all to add to that. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, what else did you watch? Uh, I think most of us, if not all of us, also saw the Black Phone. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect okay. time to talk about it. Yes. Um, again, creepy as hell. Loved the daylights out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it gives you a real Stranger Things slash. Uh, Silence of the Lambs kind of feel. They did yeah. a great job uh, making me believe that it really was set in 1978. Um, right. It it was it was very very creepy. You feel immediately attached to the boy and all of the past victims. Um, and uh, what's his name? I'm uh, drawing a blank. Ethan, Ethan Hawk. Hawk. Ethan Hawk. Thank you. Uh, Ethan Hawk is tremendously creepy. Yeah, uh, the scene where he's sort of pulls a little trick on the kid, and he's sitting in his kitchen with his shirt off and the mask on, just sort of waiting for the. Yeah. It felt more like a a mouse trap, just waiting to snap on that kid, and it's just so eerie that that to me was his. Uh, you know, it rubs the lotion on the body, or else it gets the hose again. Type <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I loved that one. I I hope I get a chance to see that one a second time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I, you got the Silence of the Lambs feel because I did too. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I saw um, I, I saw it twice in a the movie theater. Um, um, oh, wow. yeah, I, I I love it. Um, here's a little tidbit. Uh, they made this mask in comparison to Lon Chaney's uh, film London After Midnight. Um, oh, if you guys want to yeah. look it up, um, it's almost like exactly the same like it's not exactly the same but you could tell like that's how they uh put the mask to it but i loved how the mask uh changed with um ethan hawk's mood you know the grabber's mood and i thought that was uh absolutely brilliant kids are great wow. in this um and scott derrickson wow uh, who also i just uh, uh i just pulled up the mask and it's it's pretty good yeah that's pretty yeah. i mean it's 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 not because in in that movie, it's the, just the guy's face. It's right. Lon Chaney's face, right? But you yeah. can see you can see how that mask was inspired by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Black Phone was directed by Scott Derrickson, who also doc, uh, directed Doctor Strange and Sinister. Um, he also directed um, a Hellraiser movie called Hellraiser Inferno. Um, so yeah, it don't judge a book by its cover or by a guy's first film because uh you know you, you can do it you can do it so yeah it's, well, look it, at it's a great Cam- film look at james cameron he did piranha 2 the spawning for god's sake that's a great film yeah, not a good film no it's like i wouldn't go great but <laughs> <laughs> i'm guessing 
I'm guessing that that black phone mask will be at every spirit Halloween store from one end of the country to the other by this Halloween. I hope oh, so. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to be. Somebody's, somebody's really missing a, a wonderful opportunity there if it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. some marketing per- person would have to get fired if that is not <laughs> everywhere this Halloween. Yeah. It's got to be everywhere. So. It would be simple. It would it would, it would be a simple uh, uh, costume. You just have the mask and you just wear like a shirt with the, with the black coat. Top hat. Yeah, top hat. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. What Anything else, Joe, that you want? Uh, well, yeah, I just want to also conclude. Speaking of Stranger Things, I got that all wrapped up. Yep. Um, another another wonderful. Well, I don't care for how they did that. The the two larger episodes. Right. But, you know, who cares? It's yeah. Why, why didn't the they, content? Why didn't they just. uh I mean, because the, the, the these last two episodes, yeah. they could have just done four episodes out of that. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't. I didn't mind it. I, I didn't you know mind what? it. I, I I thought it was yeah, okay. You know, it. it's like I, I mean, I I don't mind uh, episodes being you know dragged on. I I wish you would, you know, like streaming devices, you know, like Netflix would stop doing the binge. Like do. One a week, do a water cooler, you know, moments like, oh, what's this going to happen? You know, how is this going to happen? What's, you know, how is that going to happen? I didn't mind I that. People have patience for that anymore. I don't think they people can do. I can't wait a week. Can't wait a week. I think that we're at that stage. I, d- I don't think they can do that without. I think they need to just dump it all so people can just, you know, binge it all right away. But it's so well written, unlike, you know, like some other things that are bit are that are like separated like the obi-wan i i thought that should have been oh the obi-wan kenobi series should have been um should have been able to be binged i think a lot of more people would enjoy watching um that series if if you were able to watch it entirely um mm. but stranger things is so well written and dang it I'm, i mean i'm not gonna you know ruin anything for people who haven't like watched it but Man, get some balls, Duffer Brothers. Get some balls and kill off some people. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily you say that to every director, though, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily need to see you know characters dying. I I was kind of sad that uh, one of the characters that did die. Um, in the should we say which end. one? No, no. Can we? No. Um, no, we can let entertainment because the Upper Brothers are known for it. They're known for it. Introduce a amazing character and then, boom, gone. It's yeah, like, that's, I mean that's just that's the you know kind of how a series goes. You know, you wouldn't want Xander to get killed in Buffy. Um, no, that's true. So, that's true. Go uh, a little Game of Thrones, I, you know. Yeah, but that, but then Game of Thrones pissed everyone off in the end, so right. like, you don't want to go yeah. that route. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, I, I mean, that it's, was for it's a like, different reason. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's a you know, it's a fine line to walk between you know keeping your characters that people love and and you know killing them off or whatever. It, it just depends. Like if it serves the story, then it's great. But if you're just doing it to artificially create some higher stakes or tension, then that doesn't work either. So um, I you know that's. Kind of the, Buffy was sort of the same way. They'd bring in a character for a while and often that character would wind up getting killed, bef- you know, before too long. Um, it's just the nature of series, I think. But I liked the. I liked this fourth season as a whole. 
Uh, I thought it was, I, I think I just really liked the characters. So I enjoyed it. I don't know. You know, when I look back on it, I'm like, well, what exactly happened, <laughs> you know, during this season? And it was a lot. It, it feels like this whole season was really a big setup for next the last season, maybe, you know, setting oh, yeah, up that absolutely. whole situation. Um, but I, yeah, but which I thought it was, I'm sorry, Jimmy, which K Bush song are they going to have? That's all I care about. Oh, yeah, they I don't have know. another K Bush song. That's all I care about. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, my favorite, uh, season, I think, out of the whole series. So I think, oh, really? Yeah, huh. yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I just thought it was, I it, it it was, it was very well done. Very well done. Loved it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's hard because it like, it's hard for me to remember what each season was. I think season two or three was in the shopping mall maybe, but yeah, uh, season three yeah, it's, was it's in the shopping to, mall. And then you had, you know, yeah. for, with season two, they had those that two episode arc where uh, Eleven goes to Chicago that everybody hated, and now you don't even see those characters anymore. Like the Duffer Brothers, right. like, okay, okay, you know we messed up. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Uh, but I, I really, I, I thought that some of the new characters they brought in were great and everything. I, it was a good season, good season. Yeah, it was. Um, cool. Let's see. Okay, well, unless somebody had something else new that they watched, I don't think there's been much new that's been released horror wise recently. So. Uh, I guess that brings us to, uh, right on time, Mr. Joe Jans, uh, and his pick this year, this week is, well, it's kind of an interesting one and it's definitely one that I think we can go back to at, from time to time. Uh, even, even if we were to do, let's say, you know, coming up this year is the 40th anniversary, by the way, of the release of the thing. Right. And so one of my picks, if one of you guys don't pick it before me, uh, will be in this fall. I'm going to pick the thing. Well, that doesn't preclude us from also doing a, a thing like, you know, an episode like this for remakes versus originals as well for that one, uh, at some point afterwards. So it's an interesting concept. I like it. So Joe, why don't you, Get us started off. Thank you, thank you, Ever. You know, you guys, you guys can sit down. No, go ahead, sit down. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it, the original concept was uh, who wore it better, and we're basically doing remakes versus originals. <clears throat> I, I would like to note, Matt, I did the thing. John Carpenter's the thing was one of my original inspirations for doing this in the first place because I love the original and I love the remake. However, I wasn't a hundred percent certain that the remake is actually a remake. Yeah. So, I think it might be a prequel actually. Yeah. But, so I, I kind of tabled it. So I went Unless you're talking about the original, original, right, whatever. The old, old one. True. Right. Yeah. True. Right. Um, no, I, well, anyway, so I, we, we can table that for another future episode of who wore it better. So, but this, this time we left it to the crazies and the evil dead. And what else was it? Um, crazies, evil dead and the fog, the, the fog. fog. The oh fog. God, how could yeah. I forget? <laughs> so, uh, I would like to start off with the original, the crazies. 
and uh, get your guys' opinion on it. For, for anybody that has not watched this, the original gist of it is there is a virus or government uh, manufactured toxin something that they they were a weapon a chemical weapon that the government was working on and accidentally got released into a community's water stream their drinking water and right. it started infecting the town one house at a time as it got closer and closer to the original well and it was turning people crazy and it was forcing them to kill their loved ones and neighbors until uh, the government finds out that it's, it's been out there and it's, it's having this effect on the small community and the government is brought in to try to contain it before it gets out too much further. So there's a lot of martial law put in place. So what did you guys think of the original, the crazies? Well, I, uh, I, I guess I felt it was, I don't think this is one of Romero's best efforts, uh, I think it, I, th- I thought it was kind of sloppy. Uh, the acting wasn't great. I thought the story kind of meandered a lot. I, I really I, I didn't care for it too much. Now, there having said that, there is a bit of a, a low budget indie do it yourself charm to it that I did like. And so but it's really hard to compare those, these two movies because the original is not polished at all. And the remake is very polished so it's it's a hard comparison obviously the remake is is going to uh have an advantage over the original just because of how polished it is you know what i mean and but i you know i can see i can see how a lot of people would still prefer the original over the remake. Uh, I, but I, anyway, um, I know we're not getting into the, or you're not asking us about the remake yet, but uh, I did find myself kind of drifting off because I don't think I'd ever seen the original. So I did find myself daydreaming every now and then and, and uh, just kind of not really paying attention a little bit because it did feel a little like it was just going on and on and on. And, and I, I, I didn't feel like, um, well, I, I guess I wasn't that invested, I guess is what it comes down to really. But I, I definitely, you know, I could see the indie charm there. So I don't want to bash it certainly, but. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, you're not bashing me. I mean, it was filmed in Pennsylvania at a budget of $275,000 and holy, it's, it's holy batshit editing. Um, it surely was like a guerrilla style warfare fil- filming um, that, you know, you get from it. Um, and it's only his third film that he that he's made after um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. But um, there are so many like fun scenes in this film. Um, uh, the fight scenes were, hyster- you know, hysterical with karate chops to the neck. Um, uh, the I mean, the best about this movie was the dialogue uh, you hear from the soldiers. Uh, it was uh, so comedy. Oh, God, yeah. It was so great. It was so <laughs> great. Uh, uh, especially the soldiers in the hel- in, in the helicopter when um, when they're running through the woods. And <laughs> you hear the, the soldiers in the helicopter over like a microphone or something. And, and they're going, we see you. Don't try to run. Yeah. We formed the ground troops. They're on their way. I mean, 
There was there was such great dialogue just hearing uh, the military soldiers do their mass, and yeah. it, it sounded like just one guy uh, talking, like he was just like dubbed over. They all had the same voice, all the same voice, <laughs> and it, it, well, it there was. I, it, I, go ahead. I think that the uh, uh, the other thing that when you mentioned the dialogue is just some of the conversations between <laughs> the generals and the doctors or whatever in those because there's so like. They're so dramatic. They're they're so so dramatic. dramatic. The doctor is so over the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is so – he's just chewing every piece of scenery you can see. Yeah. Yeah, just chewing it up. Just chewing it up. Oh, yeah. and, and and same with the mayor. He's going. I I, I took uh, a, a law degree, and he's just chewing up every word. And I'm guilty of that. Trust me. And man and Joe like experienced that in some of the plays I've been in with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the doctor was great in it. And um, but I mean, what's interesting about this is uh, there are scenes where you have uh, civilians uh, shooting at headquarters. Now you would assume that. They're crazy, but are they? I mean, these civilians with AKs and rifles could be fighting back against the military because their families are being, you know, slaughtered and the retaliation is justified. Not justified uh, because Timothy uh, uh, Olympus is uh, in the sequel, but it's justified. I'm sorry, sorry, Timothy who? Elephant, elephant, elephant. Right? Yep, elephant. Elephant. Uh, now, now you, you bastard. Now you have two sides of a coin here. You have two sides of. Let me get back on track. Two now sides have, of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah, two sides of the same coin. One side is uh, you're being uh, for the Second Amendment and thanking God you have the right to bear arms to protect your family. And the other side is uh, look what happens. Uh, you know, you have all these guns and it's just making it worse. Um, but I'm going to be on the side of the uh, right of bare arms because, like, what happens if this actually happens in the country? Now, obviously, um, we're not going to have crazies, you know, running around the place and all that. But watching this yeah, film. Well, look at the current state of the late nation, man. Yeah, the like, right like, to bare arms are I mean, for sane people as long as they're yeah, like, not crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 It, 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 it makes sense. Looking, it makes yeah. sense. But. Um, We're living through this shit right now. It's just a kind of a muted version of it. Uh, yeah, kind yeah. of. Uh, we really are, dude. We really are. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is like hyper stylist, but keep in mind, this was made in 1973. Sure. This was bef- right, at, you know, around the there was there was the conflict of the Vietnam War. There was a lot of political shit going on. So I, I, you know, and I think that's why the movie is, does feel dated. It's it's a do, it's basically made like a documentary, like a lot of those movies from that period. But uh, I, I just feel like it's just I don't know. It's 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 almost a time capsule of a film. Like it's not a great movie, but it's, right. for the period, agreed. Out, yeah, <laughs> no, it's well, not a it's, great. It's, it's not a great film. I mean, it, it, that one scene with the father and the daughter do- and the daughter in the bed. That was that was rough to watch. Yeah, it's that not every rough. day you get to see a dad rape his own daughter. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. was he crazy? Because he hung himself afterwards. I certainly so hope so. I, I hope. I hope so too. Yeah. I, I hope he was like in the crazy zone, and but he wasn't 
to the point of absolutely being crazy. And he saw the, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously he knew what happened was wrong and what he did was Mm -hmm. absolutely horrific and he hung himself. So it's like, it was nice to see actually someone hanging themselves after that. But I think definitely if you're a Romero completist, you obviously have to watch this. And, uh, and of course, if you want to see what inspired the remake, which Joe, um, yeah, I, I had never seen the original, so I'm glad we did this. It was one of those things. I was aware that it was out there. I just never got around to it. So I'm very yeah. glad I had something to compare to the one that I love, which is the 2010, The Crazies. And I, I will state on record, I think this is damn near a perfect film. I I love it. I'm, I, they've got my attention from the very opening scene to the very closing scene. And I love it's such a tremendous opener when you've got that small town feel. Everybody has gathered around in the town because there's a high school baseball game going on and there's nothing else to do in that town. And everybody's rooting for, you know, Johnny, the pitcher of the local high school. Then all of a sudden some local guy that used to be the town drunk comes walking into the baseball game and interrupts everything with a shotgun in his hand. And everybody gets to witness the melee that happens after this. And I, I love the fact that this is told in contrast to the original, the original seemed to be told more from the perspective of the military. Whereas this seems to be more on the side of the sheriff that's trying to protect his family and the town. And I think Timothy Oliphant does a wonderful job. And uh, what's the deputy's name? Oh, uh, Joe Anderson. Joe Anderson is tremendous. Yeah, he's great. And I, I, I gotta say my favorite line in this whole film, Timothy Oliphant's wife has been taken away. And one of the local townsmen that knows him is trying to talk him out of going after his wife. And he turns and says, don't ask me why I would go after my wife. And I won't ask you why you aren't going after yours. Fantastic line. It's like, what a kick in the nuts. What a, the guy was such a jerk for even bringing it up. Right. Um, I, all of the kills in this movie are so intense. I love the scene with the, uh, the bone saw at the, at the, uh, corner's office. Yes. Uh, yeah. when, they, when they try to go back to the house and there's the, the original family members from the guy that was shot at the beginning of the film. Uh, it's just a tremendous, I can watch this a thousand times. If you have not seen this, I can't recommend it enough. What yeah, do you guys think? I, I, I rewatched this film, uh, just recently today because I just wanted to watch it again. I, I, I saw it, uh, I actually, God, did I, did I rent it or I don't know, but I saw it and I just said, man, that's a damn good movie. And I didn't see, uh, uh, the original until, uh, recently. And I said, damn, that's a great film. And so like rewatching this, I mean, this is a perfect example of why it's okay to do a remake. I mean, the first uh, one's goofy and made, you know, um, on a, horrible budget but the remake obviously makes a decision not to just ramp up special effects and the gore it's all about character and and it just goes on and on where it's just so well done so well acted it reminds me a lot of of course um dawn of the dead uh directed by Zack (laughs) snyder it does um 
but I think I like the crazies more now than the Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, and I'm not a big fan of uh, remakes. I, I'm really not. But man, this film just knocked it out of the park. It's so well done. It is so underrated. And this uh, this film, uh, it, it it was made for a uh, 55 uh, or it no it it made 20 million. It was made for 20 million, and it only made 55 million. And so. It did okay, but man, is this film underrated. So well done. I'm just ticked that they don't have like a 4K Blu-ray version of this out yet. Oh, they don't? No. Yeah. Yeah, I I think this was one of the first movies that I saw when I, what year did this come out? I can't remember now. 2010. 2010. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of the first movies I saw when uh, Netflix started doing their own streaming i think this was one of the early horror movies that they put on their their service back in you know because prior to i I think it was around 2009 2010 when netflix started kind of scaling down their mail order service and they started putting more into their streaming uh and there wasn't a lot available on their streaming and I think it was free as long as you had a membership or something like that. And this was, I believe this was one of the first things I watched on there. You're so then. old, Matt. You are so old. Yeah. All the way back to 2010. <laughs> all the way back yeah. to 2010. Years What'd you think, Jimmy? Loved it. I think it's, a, I, you know, I saw it back in 2010. Uh, and I, I, it, this was my first time rewatching it in a while. And it holds up incredibly well. Rada Mitchell is phenomenal. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Joe Anderson is a, a, he's just a gem and everything. He, and he's yeah. really fantastic here. The, the suspense, it's a really smart film and it does what the original does, but it also balances characters. You actually are more invested in which the original characters, yeah, they're whatever, but this one, you actually cared. You actually yeah. gave a shit, which is nice. Yeah. That's hard to do. Hard to fucking do. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Joe, that takes us on to our next couple of movies. What's the next ones, Joe? Uh, the next comparison, the Who Wore It Better, is uh, 1980 John Carpenter's The Fog. And this has got cast member after cast member. We've got Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Lee, John Hausman, and of course, our favorite, Tom Atkins. That guy can really put on a pair of pants. He really can. He's great at it. He is great at putting on pants. Yeah. (laughs) So this, uh, for for those of you who have not, he's a pants expert taking them off too. Oh yeah. Yes, he is. How does he he land? How does he land Jamie Lee Curtis? Because she's a whore in this film. She's a whore. (laughs) (laughs) Thumbing the ride and looking to lay the next guy that pulls over for her. Just just hands her a sip of Budweiser and just yeah, yeah. It was probably sitting between his legs while he was driving, and it's all salty and warm. Yeah, he's it's so it's so cringy him with these young eighteen, nineteen year old girls and in this this movie and. for, and Halloween three, I mean, my God, it's like, <laughs> well, oh, come on! Why, like, what's the difference? What's the age difference, though? Like, she's like, she's like nineteen well, years old, and he's got to be in his like thirties, late thirties. I gotta see. He was, he was fifty. He was fifty-five when this film came out. <laughs> okay, and she wow. was, she was twenty-two, fifty-five and twenty-two. 
Yeah. I mean, at least she was legal. At yeah. Least. Yeah. 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 It's a little cringy. And I mean, he, he looks like he could be her dad. It, and, oh, but, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not, there's no comment made about, I don't remember any comment made about age. It's very odd. But this, no, this movie, that, this no, it's movie great, though. It's has great. Such, this movie has such great atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, I think, I feel like, uh, John Carpenter, Halloween paid off quite a bit due to its atmosphere and setting up things and, and, and the music, right? Atmosphere and music was Halloween. And I think he took it even further with the fog. It's so much about atmosphere. It's so much about the the music in this. I forgot how great this music is. And Joe and I, and yeah. I think Mark maybe ordered the soundtrack, by the way, look on wax Waxwork Wax Records. Work. They've oh. got a really, really nice version of this in a with a, a little set and a colored discs or colored uh, vinyl. It's a double album. I didn't beautiful realize beautiful to gonna, look at. I didn't realize it was nice. going to be a double album. But the music yeah. in this, the and the beginning with the old man by the sea telling the the the, the ghost story. Mm-hmm. It's it's just I I just think it's it's I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie, but. It's so great. And then, of course, you've got Hal Holbrook. It's just amazing. I loved it. I love this. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, this uh, film is a uh, along a seashore. There's an unearthly fog that rolls into a small coastal town exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. And uh, it's 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 the easiest way to sum it up. Um, Hey, Joe. Yes. What you can't see won't hurt you it will kill you <laughs> is that the tagline because if it wasn't it should be that well, is the tagline oh yeah, wow. the tagline. Well, yeah. well what you can't see won't hurt you it will kill you i believe i could be wrong i'm gonna check yeah. it out but i think that's the tagline there's also something like don't open the door because uh, one of the great things i i love about the fog is it's so simple it's to knock on the door the yeah. yes you with the hook or right you know whatever but yeah it's it's the atmosphere this film also i think is a little bit influ- influence uh from jaws um if you see some yeah. of the um you know just the cars driving on the coastline it it just reminded me and took me back to jaws and you I have agree. um yeah it, it it has um um uh janet lay uh who is kind of like um the mayor of the town is like, yeah, let's keep going. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, let's look at this yeah. you know, statue. It has like a Jaws feel. But um, well, and not only that, when, when another thing, it, I feel like this movie is very Spielbergian. Yes. And and I feel like the. uh, Well, for one thing, you mentioned that it's it reminds you of Jaws, right? Mm-hmm. And. I, I think the beginning of Jaws is very similar to the beginning of this movie. They're different beginnings, but it's similar because I think the old man telling the ghost story at the beginning is on the beach too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And, on the beach. and the, and Jaws starts out on the beach. And then those, all of those shots at the beginning where the town starts losing power and lights go out and stuff like that, that reminds me of, um, thank you. I'm glad you mentioned this Mark, because it, that reminded me while I was watching it and I wanted to mention this of uh close encounters of the third kind oh yeah you know, the whole, uh, losing power and mm-hmm. or or things 
you know, ringing and dinging and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. One, one thing I wanted to point out that I loved about the original as well as the remake is, uh, how they illustrate that women cannot drive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I thought it was hilarious that, you know, it's a really tense moment and the fog's rolling in and they got to speed away and Jamie Lee Curtis is behind the wheel and she just cannot figure out how to drive a stick. And I thought that was so demeaning in the first place. And then when I go to watch the remake, there's a similar scene where the girl... Yeah, it's worse she, than the remake. It's worse than the remake because he over. says, get out of the way. And he basically yeah. switches seats with her yeah, so right. he can start the car and drive. It was no, that, so demeaning. The, the Jamie Lee Curtis scene, though, works from the context of the film, though, because that that is tense. You're like, just oh, yeah. the freaking car. And you're well, just, it's like it's like when you're getting chased through the woods and the woman falls down. You're like, yeah, you know, right, if yeah. she would just stay up, it wouldn't even be close. Yeah, exactly. right. It did a great job building tension. I'll admit that. Absolutely. There's, there's a great yeah. scene in uh, in the original Fog when Jamie Lee Curtis is in the coroner's office uh, with the bodies yeah. there, and uh, uh, Tom Atkins is talking to uh, the the coroner and about course, adopting her. I think it reminded me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm sorry, I watched a lot of it, but with the <laughs> feet coming down, right. And, yeah, I was just like, oh, it's Buffy. It's like they had, like Josh, we didn't had to have taken that from the fog. It was like, Probably. like shot to shot. Yeah, Probably. there were actually in Buffy. There were a couple times when a similar thing like that happened. A dead body rises, but, um, but I. Uh, the, the, but and then in the remake they completely blow that scene. Like it's not oh, it's, nearly it's as horrendous. scary. And for one thing, they have it the morgue very dark and kind of uh kind of dingy in the as if that's scarier than a clinical looking setting no way Mm -hmm. a clinical looking setting you're expect you're not expecting something bad to happen in that setting it's brightly lit it looks like a hospital you're not you know when they when they try to make a scene look scary by darkening it or making it look dingy and dirty that that you're expecting something scary to happen then it it doesn't surprise you at all in in the original it is a very clinical very uh what what's the term uh sterile environment and here a guy rises up from the dead it's like in exorcist three is that the one i'm thinking of yes yeah Yeah. looking down the hallway that uh yeah Mm -hmm. exactly all of a sudden it's totally unexpected but yeah the way they do it in the remake it's like oh my god there's a ghost in this haunted house i never would have thought that exactly (laughs) right so do we even go ahead jimmy this this movie is just i mean look i think it's one of carpenter's best period oh, yeah. i think it's a phenomenal totally film agree. i think it holds up shockingly well uh, like you we're gonna get into the remake the remake doesn't hold up well that the remake didn't hold up well two days after it was released it's a stinky the fish box, stinky fish exactly yeah. so they should have thrown it back in but mm-hmm. like this thing is such a the cast as you said the cast is stacked the script is really funny really good and it's not like i love the line with uh Nancy Loomis, who is now Nancy Keys, with uh with Janet Lee, where she's like, "Oh yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. you make every set, every yes, ma'am, like fuck you or whatever." Yeah, yep. Great. And then her her answer again to that question was, "Yes, ma'am." It was perfect. I, 
I I wasn't really impressed with Jenna Lee's acting in this film, though. I have to say. Oh, my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she just my. seemed. No, she seemed. Oh. No, 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 no. She just Mark. seemed so, like, just. I, I don't know. It, it, just fidgety like when you all mime, over the place. The listeners at home can't. Yeah, hear I, you. I know. Yeah, nobody I know. Can. I know. I I don't know. I I just wasn't impressed with their acting in this one, actually, and which is kind of weird to say. But I didn't even know she was in it because I was just anxiously awaiting the next scene with Adrian Barbeau. Oh, she's oh, yeah. so freaking hot. She's yeah. so hot in this film, and her voice is sexy. Sexy, sexy, sexy. I, I can no, listen yeah. to her all day and all night. Now, I She's will incredible. say this. I thought it was wonderful casting with Selma Blair for the yes. remake. in that Because yeah. I, I liked me some Selma Blair, too. Yeah. But too I, bad the rest know, of the I, movie was I love, I've always yeah, loved Selma Blair. and we can remake that? <laughs> Let's just do it. Because that movie sucked ass. Yeah. So it's, yeah. so we're moving on to the fog 2005, obviously. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, right. I I love Selma Blair and I and I I think she was probably the only thing this movie has going for it. And of course, and even she isn't really utilized well. It's it's a waste of of her of her talent. She mm-hmm. probably should have been the girlfriend. It would have you know the 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 main girl. I can't remember her name now. Uh, Maggie just, Grace. Yeah, yeah, Maggie Grace from Maggie uh, Grace. Lost. I, Maggie I just don't Grace think she's very it's good at all. Problem. It's not. It's not her fault. This is a shitty script. No, oh, it's partly her fault. Blair would have been good. <laughs> no, it's partly no, her that, fault. I mean, she sucks in this. Yeah, I think I think it would be hard with the script to be good, but I think Selma Blair would have been better. To be directed with a guy who really didn't know what the hell he was doing. I mean, there's no. I, I don't blame Maggie Grace. I don't. I, I just think she was directionless with this. I, I think she had nowhere to go. No one did. This is a right. mess. It's just a, a mess. No, of, I, I, I think that's why you needed somebody better. I just don't think she's good enough to be able to pull off anything you like that. If could have had Tilda Swinton, I don't think it would have made a difference. I honestly don't. It would have been so better than bad. this. <laughs> it would have been. Really, it would have been. I yeah. really think hey, somebody should have told Maggie Grace to not wear that pirate jacket throughout most of the film. Well, that, that was a tad bit on the nose. That wasn't was her fault. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't her fault. It was so much That's foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you, you know, this film was going down the tubes when you had Tom Welling, of course, in, in the first 15 minutes of the film, he's, he has his shirt off. Um, <laughs> you knew it, it, it was, it was going to be a shit movie. But I mean, I think the capitalization of how you knew this remake was going to be a shit remake is when you had the Hallmark um, uh, backstory or um, flashbacks of um, the scene on the boat with the lepers and whatnot. It was it was atrocious. It was atrocious. Yes. So none, of that, none of that backstory really made much sense. And, and you know, the simplicity of the backstory in the original, where it's really Beautiful. just comes down to a revenge tale. Yeah. Uh, and it, that made complete sense. This was convoluted. By the end, of course, you don't really care because nothing that's happened before it is is worth paying attention to but but it, it it just it was so convoluted it didn't didn't make any sense at all yeah and the original with all of the 
practical effects and the Foley work. I mean, it set such a tremendous mood and suspense. And they threw all of that away with this computer generated bullshit that didn't yeah. do anything for anybody. Ooh, yeah. It and then horrible. It yeah. looked horrible. Every yeah. how you can't be scary with that crap. It's not, it's, it looks ridiculous. It was badly done. Oh my God. I hate this movie right. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then a, a t- one example of that is, uh, the scene where the girl Maggie Grace or whatever her name is, she is walking in that dock and she falls into the water and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. And then that's how she finds the book. She likes trying to scramble up and the brick c- comes out. Now this is what, this is a dock that takes on water and somehow that book has survived in that environment well enough that you can read all the stuff that's written in it in the original the that's priest finds everything. it in the wall behind a rock that is very simple and it worked it didn't need anything else why did they have to have her falling into the water it didn't and it was, he knew it was there he knew it it, it wasn't like it wasn't like um because he knew the history it wasn't like suddenly this magical oh it's coming out of the the dock i mean it was so stupid right so, god yeah. i hate this movie and how uh, horrible was father the father uh Mahomes? oh yes. yeah I, like he it's like here, here he is drinking on the dock. Here he is drinking at you know the cemetery. Just yeah, just you go him from in. he's like one of the most important like characters in the whole entire know. you know You're an Irish Catholic priest. We get it. You're yeah, also a drunk. Exactly. Yeah. You're drunk. Oh, oh my god! It and was... then uh, you go from Hal Holbrook to that guy, and it's like oh, oh I know. Come on, and uh, and from Tom Atkins to you know the kid from S- Smallville. I mean, yeah, it, it was just so ridiculous. The, the best, the best, the best thing I liked about this film, and the only thing I liked that I thought was better than the original, was uh, uh, the old uh, lady, the, the old uh, babysitter, how she died instead of in the original, where the hand came out of the uh, the sink and she, yeah, you know, but what, but, the the but problem, that was it, that was it, and but I had a problem with that. It wasn't too. even that great. I had a problem with yeah, that well, too because how where is the guy coming from that he's reaching from inside it's the, the fog, sink? Matt, it's the yeah, fog. It's going right. through the drain pipes. <laughs> this did not work at all. This yeah. fucking movie sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, just be real. All right, we've ever, ever produced. By the way, literally one of the most horrific worthless remakes ever put to film so there yeah. you go that's my review yeah i'd say it's one anyway, of the worst yeah. movies i've watched that we've watched for the show yeah, yeah. so that that kind of sums that up uh <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for not holding back uh so we're gonna move on to the last of the three who wore it betters and this of course we're going with the 1981 original and the 2013 remake of the evil dead right so Let's start off with the original. I mean, this is a classic. This is mm-hmm. uh, 1981. Yes, 1981. Yeah. Five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly uh, release a flesh-possessing demon. That's the wow. That's a real short synopsis. But you know, it's Bruce. <laughs> it's Bruce Campbell. It's it's amazing how IMDb can sum up in an hour and a half movie classic in right. like a sentence and a half. Yeah. Um it is a pretty is, simple plot though. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's pretty uh pretty accurate. But this is how everybody in the world knew 
Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And this is a tremendous groundbreaking film. It was very low budget. It was very slapstick, low key, um, does a great job of setting up uh, mood and ambiance. The camera work is extremely unconventional, which mm-hmm. works so well for this film. And just you know, the fact that somebody's got a camera and they're holding it down, like by their feet and they're running through the woods to create this idea that this entity is chasing you. It's it's, it was phenomenal. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's basically the citizen Kane of, horror uh, filmmaking pump the brakes on that i don't know that i'd go that far (laughs) well i'm saying like with with with, at the end of the film of evil dead with the camera angles no 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 shut up matt the the camera angles and uh just with you know like the uh blood going on to uh the camera lens and it's splattering up it's all right. Well, I'm having a hard. Well, time. they got they got. <laughs> God damn it! You, you threw me off with the laugh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. They no, got beautiful. really creative with this one. They, yeah, the, the yeah. Way they, just with the camera angles and, and whatnot. I mean, you didn't. You never saw that before in a horror film, did you? Well, well I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a that's Sam Raimi, you know, cliche. I was, guess that was the moment we all, you know, a lot of horror fans saw. Oh my God! Who is this dude? Who is this Sam Raimi guy? What is he doing? I've never right. seen this before. And, and that movie had, you know, we'd seen ideas of that a bunch of people trapped in a place getting killed off. But the way that was done, and, and you know, the thing is, even the every little moment, every little detail is so perfect. Whether it's the clock that stops or the 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 the, the, the little swing seat that. Bang, bang, bang! Stop! Right the second he puts the key in. There's some real. The, the sound design is perfection. You've never seen uh, it before in in a what? horror film before the oh way it was directed. You really have like Citizen Kane, really. That's what yeah. I'm saying. No, it's, maybe I, not I, Citizen Kane. I, yeah, I really like the. I I do like the camera, you know, shot of them going through the woods and that I I don't think it was steady cam probably because they probably couldn't have afforded that setup um based on the they, budget. No, they were I, I know for Evil Dead too, they actually rigged up a set a camera where Yeah, but like for one, I don't would, Yeah, I don't know if they had it for one, but I know they did yeah. it for two. It was pretty but shaky. Might have been. But yeah, it, they, 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 it might have been the same thing where literally you had to move out of the way or you would have been killed by the goddamn camera. Yeah, yeah no, amazing. I mean, I mean, when when you're going through at the beginning, you know, like through the swamp, I mean, it, it was it was um, Ramey just having a camera just, you know, scooping it, you know, going left and right. He had two guys just start running through the woods, you know, for like uh Demonite, whatever, just like running through the forest. So I mean, it was it it was guerrilla warfare, like filmmaking, and yeah. yeah, yeah. I this is one where I like both of them, and I don't know if if uh, I like one more than the other one. I I if I mean if somebody put a gun to my head, I'd have to say I like the original maybe better, just because of the yeah, we're we're gonna we're get to we're, that, we're, we're, we're gonna oh, go okay. in that later. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Matt, stop jumping oh, the gun, man. Yeah, I gotta Jeez. go get my gun for later. Um, pay attention Matt. come on but i i want to agree with something uh jimmy said the sound design makes this film yeah sound design is absolutely spectacular yeah it's it the you could have 
turn the video off and just listen to this movie and it's just creepy as all get out. They did a wonderful, tremendous job with it. Which so. is something that low budget, you know, filmmakers aren't always conscious of sound mm-hmm. as much as they are, you know, what's the camera, what's the lens, what's the shot we're going to do and all that. And what's they the and often, and what's the lighting right. and often sound is the thing that they lose out and, and, you know, you can have the most beautiful images, but if your sound is shit, it's, it's going to be really hard for the audience to really buy into what you're doing. Now, yeah. I do want to say this about the original. There are some things I don't want to say that I did not like, but just some things that I want to point out for later. The, and I know this is going to be really difficult to swallow after what I said about mad God, but a lot of the like deterioration, the stop motion stuff in there. Right. Fantastic. It, it, it was good for what it did, but it's sort of, it's so, it's such uh, a removed process from what I was previously watching. It kind of yeah. takes me out of the moment. Yep. I'm like, Oh, now we're just watching animation. Mm. So, I mean, it was well done, but it was noticeable to yeah, the it was point a, that I'm, it was I'm too paying much. more attention to the fact. Yeah. And then some of the makeup seemed extremely over the top. Um, and, and and again, I want to point this out. That is nowhere near as over the top as what we get into Evil Dead 2, but we're not watching that one yet. Right. Um, but yeah, so some of those things I just wanted to point out were things that took me out of when the momentum was going. You know, I it, stopped it, and noticed those. What made me wonder is they had just done, of course, they didn't direct it, but the Raimis had just done Intruder. You'd think mm-hmm. that they would have brought the you know the makeup people with them for that and right so, but they did this the, almost like Sabini. a it was like a claymation <laughs> sort of thing and i think that's kind of what they were really going for i don't i think they i think really they were going for that look i, I think they wanted something kind of slightly outrageous i don't think they mm. wanted to go for the just because look even with that the blood spewing everywhere over bruce campbell's face it's right. still no, grotesque and like it's so i i actually kind of like that kind of weird looking dis you know the, the, especially when they're on the floor and you just see the little cockroaches calling out i kind of like it i kinda, I, I i don't think it would age well now i don't think you can get away with that now no, it, it, it hasn't aged well. It's, it's, I, know. I doubt they got away with it at the time either. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, can you imagine being 21 or 22 years old and borrowing $350,000 to make a horror film? And then you have yeah. Stephen King watch it and give a huge thumbs up that, uh, garnered, uh, the attention of a major studio to release it. I mean, talk about like a dream come true. I mean, that's my dream. I mean, that's like probably all of our dreams, you know, on this podcast. That's not like, my dream. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not great. my dream. That's, that's not my not dream. My dream. Just that's Mark. not my dream. It's just going to have to be Mark. Yeah. It's just, you know, <laughs> the hell with dreams. So should we move on to the remake? The sure. uh, 2013 remake. Sure. Yeah. Now I, I look at this remake as let's, take the original concept and boil off all the other Sam Raimi stuff mm-hmm. and make it an actual updated horror film. And I think this film works so well 
based off of it's it's so simplistic it's a bunch of friends go out to the cabin in the woods and they're getting attacked by demons and possessed by demons and one of the the things i really want to say before we jump into it one thing that is slightly better in the remake is the acting i mean yeah Yeah. the happiness of the the performances obviously are great in the original but you also have characters that hey she's an addict we can't go anywhere we literally can't no matter how crazy she gets we can't go anywhere you're like that's brilliant what a yeah. great idea what a great right. idea it's really smart Re- fede and everyone who involved in the script knew what they were doing in the idea to how do we keep these here with all the movies we've seen about people trapped in the freaking woods how do we make it realistic that's about as realistic as you can get period and they pump in so much of a backstory on all these characters yes. so quickly. Little except time. For, yeah. One. And the, yeah, the girl. Yeah, the blonde. The blonde girl. Yeah. yeah. You don't, yeah. she's, she's that friend that all of a sudden showed yeah. up at the party and you're like, well, all right, she's already yeah. here. Right. But yeah. you know, you know that Eric and uh, the girl's brother, they had a relationship and he sort of left them and he's already pissed off about it. The other friend of theirs, she was a nurse or a, nurse's assistant or something along those lines so she's got a role to play in this it was it was tremendous how invested you got in these characters so quickly yeah right and everybody had their part yeah but the um i i particularly loved eric right off the bat he's he's he steals he steals it because i think uh david um uh fernandez uh it's shiloh Shiloh yeah he's he's okay Eric steals this freaking movie, especially when he walks into that bathroom. This movie is freaking scary, man. It's it's gory, it's bloody, but this film's scary, really, really scary. Yeah. And when he walks into that bathroom with the with the needle to the eye, uh, she's cutting her face open, doing like a Joker like smile. This movie is so incredibly well done with just the special effects, but this movie scares the shit out of me. And I and I, I already watched this film uh, years ago, and it scared me then. I knew, like, coming in, this was the last movie I watched because I said, man, this movie is going to scare the shit out of me again. And boy, did it. Did. It, it delivered once again. The only question yeah. I have is, does this really, is this qualified for this theme? Because it, I, because there's some question as to whether it's actually there a sequel, is, and the director the director says he he envisions it as a continuation of the original. Yeah, and, and it's got, that, it's got Ash's that. car out front. But yeah, it's would, it's a it's a remake it's if a you remake. really think about it. It's, it's a, a remake, remake because yeah, because there's not many the people way. like knowing about this film. Like I, I mean, I think it's a remake for like. Uh, the younger generation like watching this that are just going, oh, I've heard about this film. Hey, let's go to the movie theater and watch it. But they don't really touch upon this actually, um, you know, with Ash and like, you know, it it doesn't really touch too hard on it. I yeah. do. Mark just said hard on. Um, I do <laughs> want to point out some validity to what Matt was saying. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> to what Matt was saying, <laughs> I did not say hard on <laughs> because of the 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 cold opening. Um, before oh. we even are introduced to those friends, there was that other family mm-hmm. where that that girl 
was getting like an exorcism. Right. And the dad has to like light her on fire or shoot her or something like that. So there, it, it kind of makes it seem like throughout the years, the same story happens time and time again. Somebody finds this book and, but I don't know. I'm more of a realist. This is, it was a remake. Yeah. Why wouldn't they, if it was a continuation, then it should have been called evil dead three. Right. Yeah, yeah. That is well. I mean, I mean, they had a, a post credits where you just see uh, Bruce Campbell's face going saying "groovy," which was kind of weird. I was like, "Why did you do that?" It was so, Halloween twenty eighteen. Wasn't titled Halloween twelve or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Touche. Touche. It's a we remake. Did. It's a remake. As much as you, I know you love Lou, Mark, but we, we do have to single out how great Jane Levy is in this movie. Jane yes. Levy, she, yeah. if, if, oh. if it, she's phenomenal. Oh, this yeah. is a brilliant performance on her part. Every she, moment. Every she does scene. so well playing scared with yeah. the, the hyperventilation in her voice when she said, we have to get out of here. I mean, yeah. you, you really are buying it that she's just got the crap scared out of her. But and the, when she like notices the smell and she's like, no, and it, it, it I was like, I'm watching an addict. I'm watching yeah. an addict. I'm not yep. watching. It was such a sublime performance. Oh my God. Absolutely. But I, I love to change what they did from the original where she's buried. Cause, and then, you know, her brother brings her back to life and then it switched all the way over to a, a whole different uh, uh, change of uh, the whole entire film. And it, that was just yeah. a great scene. Yeah. And the last line mm-hmm. of her is, uh, I forgot what she said when she had the chainsaw. Um, it was it was like, all right, yeah. That, that was, was something like, I wanted to point out. That was the only thing that I thought was way too much of a nod to the fans. Exactly. I mean, the chainsaw didn't take place in Evil Dead. It was in Evil Dead 2. Exactly. Right. And her yeah. losing her hand. But it was oh, great. Was it was great when the brother yeah. saw the yeah. chainsaw and didn't grab the chainsaw. And that would have been enough. That would have been enough. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, that's so true. that at the end of that was just just like uh, yeah. But that's one line though. The, everything else was so perfect. Though oh the, yeah. Everything else was perfect oh, in this. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Any other comments on either of the Evil Dead's? No. No. No, let's never nothing. talk about the fog remake again. Well, actually, we're going to briefly because I am going to get a gun and put it to your heads and you guys are all there. You can't chicken out. You only get to pick one. So we're going to go back through the list again. So out of the fog or wait, I'm sorry, out of the crazies, Matt, which one Re- do you prefer? Remake. Mark. Remake. Jimmy. Remake. And me. So that's just unanimous. The, uh, the, the remake definitely wore it better. Mm-hmm. So if you only get a chance to watch one, watch the remake. All right. We're going to move on to the fog. I mean, this is, is anybody that's voting right. for the remake? No. Performance. That's what no. I'm voting for. No original. Yeah. Oh my original. God. Can I vote for that? Shut so, up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so we are officially all unanimously voting for the fog. And this is kind of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Now the real tiebreaker, Matt, Evil Dead. Which one? Original. Really? Okay. Mark? Remake. Jimmy? 
Depends on the day. Um, it well, depends on today. the mood. No, it's today. today, I'm going to go with the the remake right now. Yeah. And uh, I am also, regardless of the day, it's it's real close. But I'm going with the remake. I yeah. just it depends on the mood, man. If you yeah, want to play exactly. a silly movie, you know. But if you want to get, ugh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I mean, there's a remake called The Evil Dead Two. So I mean, it's we did the original, and then we did. Uh, the yeah, remake. Evil Dead Two and, is the remake. Evil Dead Evil Two Dead. is the remake. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it would be it would be a lot harder for me to think with Evil Dead Two. But I honestly, I'm going to go with the remake over Evil Dead Two. I mean, mm. and that's. Oh, I would certainly go along with that. Well, that's, yeah. it's a bold statement. It's a bold statement. It is a comedy. Damn, that is, damn, is that remake good? It is but a great if, movie. If I want to see. You know the Three Stooges with blood. I'll watch Evil Dead too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I just want to get one shot. I think the Evil Dead is one of the rare franchises that all of them work. Every single one. Oh, Every yeah. single one. Even Every single one. Totally. Every single one are good. Mm-hmm. Although, yep. speaking of which, I have a question. I saw uh, there was like a box set that you can buy the Evil Dead franchise that had the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and then Ash versus the Evil Dead. What's the why is there no love for uh, Army of Darkness? Yeah, I yeah. think it's a different it's studio. Is it? Yeah, oh, I it think it is. Army of Darkness was universal, so okay. maybe they yeah. can get the rights or something. Yeah. That would explain it. So, okay, well, I've, I haven't seen the TV show though, neither have it's I. Okay. It's okay. I, I've I just seen love a it. season of it, and it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was decent. Yeah, I think it did it get canceled early, so it never really had a conclusion or. I thought I got picked up again. Thinking no, I by a different network, or I, I think it's done. I don't know. It hmm. might have been given a, a final ending. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, um, it may have. Well, that uh, this is our shortest episode in forever, uh, and uh, wow! So, but yeah, I, that was by choice. Mr. By Joe, by, Joe. Went, by design, Joe said he wanted to try to keep it to an hour, so uh, I was doing my best to speed things along as much as I could, Joe. I, I hope you appreciated that. Here, actually. No, I'm this gonna, is fantastic. I'm going to give no, myself. Joe was sick of our bullshit. Applaud every time Joe speaks and they go, <laughs> boo, every time Mark speaks. Great job, Matt. That was your suggestion, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're just yeah. complying. Yeah, I'm just complain. <laughs> I well, I guess everybody should go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy it because I'm looking at two handsome, dapper gentlemen who are wearing Joe and Jimmy are both wearing their oh. Cinescare uh, t-shirts. They look great. Uh, and they feel great. They feel those are they fantastic do. shirts, by the way. And oh, so they, I, I just got my Cinescare Varsity one. I think is that that one that oh. that has Cinescare nineteen seventy eight on it. Yeah, and yeah. I really like that one. one. It fits so <laughs> so good. James, um, have you not been on the website? I know where you can get one, James. <laughs> really? Yeah. I want to get one. Yeah. But wait, what? What? What's the next episode? Uh, yeah, James oh. is the uh, person who's picking the next episode. So Jimmy. Uh, tell us no what pressure. your is. Your inaugural well, pick, yeah, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure, or, or else you're going to get put in a corner. 
I, do we need to say? Do we want to say what they are yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little, yeah. We, okay, we let know at the end of the episode uh, what the theme is going to be next so that the audience can watch the movies too and then kind yeah. of. Oh, gotcha. Both, gotcha. Yeah. Both no, of our I, listeners like to follow along. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me think about it because, well, I was thinking about what we've done with this show and notice I'm looking at because there was a couple I may I, I was I may have forgotten. Um, I wanted to do something because I, I don't see a lot of time people talking about kids that kill. And I didn't want to do the typical, oh, let's do the omen. Let's do the, you know, the exorcist. So I've picked a few interesting films and I'm looking for them now. But one is a movie, a little movie called The Pit, which is. A, a, a weird little film that I haven't seen in ages, and I I, I noticed it was on what, like Tubby or something. So I'm like, well, damn it, I want to watch that. Uh, another film that I wanted to look at was oh God, I'm, I love I'm, I love that Jimmy I'm, just called Tubby Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you like for James. Tubby. I love Tubby. Tubby is it Tubby Tubby? I don't know. It's Tubby. It's Tubby. Tubby. I like Tubby. I'm going to call it to Tubby. Tubby, Tubby, oh, or not my world, James. Good God, I can't remember. I can't find my. Oh, here we go. Okay, so the other one is. Uh, I I I don't. It's, it's it's. You guys haven't all seen this movie, so there's a few secrets with this movie. Orphan, 2009's or Orphan is very good, excellent film. Um, and and you know we can never have enough Cronenberg, so let's go for the Brood. Perfect. Yes. We've been talking about Black Phone, Sinister. We're doing that one. Another little joy that's on Tubby <laughs> called <laughs> Bloody Birthday. And that's a weird, fun one. Now, the last one I was real, I really wanted to throw you guys on a loop for, and I didn't want to do your typical movie. So I picked Jodie Foster in The Little Girl Who Lived Down the Lane. It's an excellent, excellent film, and I, you guys are in for a treat. Not your typical horror film. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, not your horror film. Yeah, that girl down the lane. Pretty it's, right, right? Matt? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. good. Is it horror? Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I guess it is. Kind of. It is. It's. It's got a horror feel to it. It's not your typical horror. Keep it. Horror is a big world, man. We can all fit in. Not even stoned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good. So uh, we will post that on those movies on our website and or on not our website on Facebook and let you know uh, to follow along. And of course, go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy some merchandise to support this show. Uh, Any any, check out the website. Joe, did you have any other uh, when you're downloading this, make sure you visit us on our other social media outlets. And uh, as far as our podcast goes, like us, rate us, review us, whatever you need to do. Uh, get the word out and spread the Cinescare uh, word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess that's it for this time. We will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Night,